0: Hi, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. Today I have a great guest interview. We are gonna talk about so many great things today. We're gonna to talk about how do we spend the first part of our day with God. We're gonna talk about giving him our decisions, our time and our money. We're gonna talk about if we want something different, we have to do something different in our life. And we're gonna talk about how we can't be in both growth or and survivor mode at the same time. We're gonna talk about stepping into new things in different seasons and how listening to God and just leaning into his word really helps us step out and step into new things uh, when the time is right. So I can't wait to share this episode with you. Welcome to faith Field Woman, a podcast designed for Christian women eager to deepen their faith and shine God's light in every aspect of their lives. Each week, we'll delve into practical strategies, inspiring stories, and biblical wisdom to equip you with the tools you need to navigate life's challenges and grow deeper in your faith. From finding calm in the chaos, forming deep Christian friendships, to everyday ways to connect with God, we'll cover it all. Hi, I'm your host, Kristen. I'm an encourager, a faith-led entrepreneur, a mom, and a wife. Let's be encouraged in our everyday lives as we let our faith guide us, fuel us, and fill us with God's incredible peace, wisdom, and joy in our lives. Hi, today on the podcast, I would like to welcome my guest, Pamela Mitchell. She is the host of Hot Flash Mama a podcast, and she's also a certified nutritional consultant and has been in the natural health industry for over 20 years, 25 years, specializing in anti-aging, women's health, and she's pathy, and herbology, and I'm excited to have the conversation with her today because we have both continued to step out and do new things, whether it's in our 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, and so we're here to help encourage you that you can be used in every season and every age of your life. So I can't wait to have this conversation and encourage you in that way. So welcome, Pamela. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you first just start off by telling us a little bit about what's life looked like? What's the journey look like? And, you know, the different things you've focused on, you know, being in the, you know, natural health space, being a mom, and then stepping into something new recently.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, we kind of talk about at any age that we can be used by God, and I'm I'm with that. As a matter of fact, I think the older we are, the more experiences we get to share and the more um, experience we have to help other people. And I feel like that is the goal in life. If we can't help people, if we can't use our past experiences to actually benefit somebody else, what's the point in going through them? So I have been a helicopter mom my entire life. (laughs) Um, All you helicopter moms, raise your hands. So when you are used to taking care of everybody, and then you enter the empty nest type of area of your life, I've always been an entrepreneur, anyhow. But talk about accelerate and really want to do more. You just you're trying to fill that space and that time. And I feel like this next step is where I'm supposed to be. I get to help more people and. Instead of just helping one-to-one all the time, I feel like just, um, it's almost like you get to the platform, the way it is set up these days, it's incredible that we get to help, you know, multiple people at the same time. And I'm just, I'm so excited about that. And this journey that I am embarking on right now with my new podcast.
0: Mm, I love it. And, uh, you know, obviously you all are listening to, you know, a podcast right now on my show and the thing is, is it's it's just a vehicle, right? It's a way for us to, like she said, help people, whether it's a ministry, it's educational, informative, um, summer for humor. But the point is, we're bringing you this because we're, we were willing to step out of our comfort zone. We were willing to do something new that we had never done before, you know, me two and a half years ago and you more recently. And so I guess the first thing is, is what did it look like to give yourself permission to do something very different from what you were doing before with working one-on-one with people, and even though you were in the health-focused area, you're really honed in now on a a certain um, season, I guess, you're helping people with.
1: So my story is a little different from most people. I do not know any person that has actually been in menopause twice. I was in it when I was 30, and it was medicinally, or not medicinally, I always medically induced medicinal means either natural or conventional. Well, this was a conventional forced kind of a situation. And if you imagine that you're driving down the road about 75 miles an hour, and then it comes to an abrupt stop, when at this point, I was taking a birth control form that put me into full blown menopause within, you know, a year or two. And I was going absolutely nuts, absolutely crazy. I developed several other health issues after that fibromyalgia, lupus, and so I spent a lot of time, I was already in the natural health field, but I hadn't focused on women's health that much until that point. And I feel, um, you know, everybody quotes Proverbs three, five and six. Um, and they're always talking about how, you know, if you just trust in the Lord and he'll make your path straight. Well, I feel like if you're always looking for the path, he's going to always provide that straight that next step. And what I went through natu- you know, I went through because of medic, you know, medicine that was not right for me. And what I've gone through now, naturally, I actually brought myself back out of menopause naturally. Once I discovered that I was in it and went through, I was going to a natural, like a, like a health counselor, like a mental counselor, um, actually, cause I, I thought I was losing my mind and the doctor the nurse they didn't tell me i was in menopause or that that was the route that was going and um it was it was traumatic and i just i feel like i just have to help other women that are going through that you know i feel almost like it is a ministry to share that with people and then so i learned how to bring myself out of it which is something i learned that most people don't know how to do and then now going through it naturally which is a whole different ball game so i have the perspective from So many angles. It would be selfish of me to not share that. So taking that step was more when I when I made it about me in the beginning, and I was trying to be, you know, think well, what can I, you know, blah blah. blah. But then when I took a step back and I prayed about it, and I asked God how He wanted me to do it, and it was just, you know, help people, just share your story, as embarrassing as it is in some ways, uh, just be real and share your story. And then it just kind of snowballs. He just, you know, the next step, the next step, the next step just happens. Yeah. So
0: at any yeah, I love it. Well, what I love about that is you're absolutely right in that all of us have a past, whether we went through something hard or whether we, you know, di- you know, had a life where we did things that we changed. Like we all have some story, right. And we have something that we've learned along the way. And usually there's a there's some some way God wants to use us, right? Every day, you know, and definitely sometimes it's in the work we do, right? The vocation we do or the ministry we have. But really the important part is that we have to remember what you said, which is if we get out of our ego and we think, gosh, who, what are people coming to me for? Or what do I what do I really feel passionate about helping people with? Or people want to have a conversation with me about this. How can we just help more people, right? How can we serve more? Like you said, in It doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to go start a podcast. Not everybody's going to do that, but it might be helping at your church. It might be just in your neighborhood. It might be, you know, you might love books and you go start some sort of a book club or ministry. It can be anything. But the point is, you have to, like you said, put yourself aside and just say, how can I help with something that interests me or that I have a story to tell about? I just want to let you know, I'm so excited to share with you that the doors are now open to my new course, Faith Fueled Joy. You guys, it's been a labor of love and we will officially start the modules in January, but I'm going to have a whole month in December of things to get you started so that you can step into more joy, you can step into more peace and calm in your life and that you can really step into the role and the type of day that God has intended for us. So I'm so so excited. So if anybody that signs up between now and mid-December, You're going to get all sorts of extras, extra um, modules to kind of get the holidays kick-started in a calmer way, and then we'll start the official four-week course in January. So this is really for any of you, just like myself, that were feeling like daily life was weighing you down, or maybe that life is full of so many responsibilities and obligations that there was no time to increase or deepen your faith, have more meaningful relationships, step into or reignite your passion, your creativity, and and just have a calmer spaces and do more for ourselves so that we have more well-being. And so that's what the course is about. I'd love for you to learn more at faithfieldjoy.com. And by the end of the course, you can expect to find more balance and joy that you're craving through meaningful breaks. And this is gonna to be together with a community of women to support and encourage us that will help us stay on track and achieve our goals. But I want you to say goodbye to the chaos and embrace the life where balance means nurturing your faith, relationships, and passions, one meaningful break at a time. I can't wait to connect with you all and take you through the strategies and tools and the research-based insights that have changed my life and other women's as well. You guys, let's create a life that's flowing with joy, faith, and purpose together. Once again, go check out all the information about the course at faithfieldjoy.com.
1: Right, overcoming FOWOT, F-O-W-O-T, is the hardest thing, fear of what others think. FOWOT is, but it's taken, so the last seven years of my life, I've had kind of another career path that wasn't health and nutrition related. It was similar, but it had so much personal development That it has prepared me for this. So it's just kind of, it's like I always describe it as climbing a ladder to people. When you, when you, you know, you can't just skip part of the process in order to get to the top. You've got to grab it, you know, grab it with a hand, grab it with your other hand, take a step, you know, slowly move up the ladder. But it's one part at a time. And if you skip anything, you're, you could fall. And uh, if you just, pay attention to the, what you're doing in the next step and just focus on that. It makes it a lot easier to not worry about what other people think.
0: So, so good. Yeah. I remember I did a podcast episode about Esther and, you know, the point of it was that we shouldn't, we should value uh, our seasons of preparation and waiting because, you know, sometimes like you said, sometimes there's motion, board motion, and we're expected to take, you know, to actually move forward in things. But other times it might seem like not a lot's happening, but usually it's because we're being prepared or we're waiting because the time is not right. And so we can get, I, I get it, I've been there too. And it's like, you want to get a little anxious or you're wondering why something's not happening as quick as you want, but it's usually because it's not the right time or you needed to have change in, in you. Or like you said, you needed the job or you need the experience so that when you get that next step, you're ready with the lesson or the learning or the wisdom to go into that next thing.
1: That's so huge because, um, you know, two couple of things that you're touching on have really opened my eyes. Number one, you know, God can't work with an untilled heart. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he has to prepare the, um, you know, the soil in order to, and that's, takes plowing and and all the fun stuff and so I've had there are things just this year alone I'm 55 I just turned 55 like a week ago and there are things that I've probably heard a hundred times in my life but it just I was open to receive it and really um, do something with it and it's like, whoa. And that's just like, I can't even believe that that that's how God works because it's just so cool. And then the other thing, you know, you talked about how, you know, the waiting, the waiting is the hardest part, but it's not when you know, who's got you, you know, be still, be quiet. He never says, hurry up and rush. He always says, be still and wait upon the Lord. And Moses waited, you know, 40 years and Jesus waited all of these, you know, I mean, there's just been so much waiting. I don't know why we'd be surprised. Just enjoy it. It's it's all about the journey. My husband gets so tired of hearing me say it's the journey, not the destination. And right. he just, he makes fun of me, but it's true. I mean, the destination is, you know, a, a casket <laughs> six foot under is that's where we're going right. in this body. So yeah. enjoy this journey. But the ultimate destination where we're going is we can't get there yet. So you can't but you can anticipate what you're, what you're looking forward to, so.
0: Absolutely, well, and I think that that's a good point is if we, I think when we're not in a time um, in our faith journey where we're not regularly uh, seeing scripture or hearing the stories of the Bible, or for me, sometimes it's, you know, reading books by Christian authors, you know, pastors that put it into a new light, a new context for me, right? A story of the Bible, of scripture, that it makes me so much more encouraged and so, you know, I think that's one thing I would just, you know, remind people is sometimes if you haven't heard a certain story um for a long time or maybe you've never heard this the Bible story at all, you know, go and read it or find a commentary on it with the scripture because it literally it literally breathes life to, into you and you remember then that the waiting like you said, it, it doesn't have to feel like a this hard thing, it is part of the process and it's a beautiful process but it's just our culture. We are so used to people trying to glamorize hustle. But really, I, I say this all the time. I even have a course I'm working on for it. The pace at which we're living is like fitting three days into one day. Like that's why people feel exhausted and anxious and overwhelmed because he never asked us to live at that pace. Mm-hmm. But we think we have to. We do not have to.
1: And you know what's really great about what you just said is that, um, you know, part of what you do is we're to encourage each other. And another thing that really opened my eyes to trying something is that maybe you haven't heard it from the right person. Maybe you haven't heard the right, your tribe, the person that, that is supposed to, maybe you're that person to share something with somebody else that you're the person that they need to hear that from. And the way you say it needs to be the way they need to hear it. So don't get in God's way Don't um, you know sit on the sidelines and and be the one that's always watching when he wants you to be out on the field. Just listen to him and realize that we all have value. We are all equally children of God, and so we all have this incredible gift that He's given us. And if you don't know what that is, you need to find it and just keep praying about it. And and you know, when He says that if you seek Him first, you seek first the kingdom, your desires you will receive the desires of your heart. Well you when you start seeking the kingdom, you start desiring what the kingdom has to offer and the way we're supposed to attain it. And and these are all things that I've just really that have sunk into me this year. I mean I get little bits of puzzle pieces all through your life. And 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 there's going to be I'm excited because once I finally recognize that that I don't know everything and you know, I mean Growing up, even as a kid, I was always the person that knew everything and I was always there for everybody. And and I felt the pressure of always having to know everything. And that's that's a lot of pressure. And God told me this year, He's like, you don't have to. That's why I that's why I created so many people. And you know, you don't have to know everything. And it's so relieving. It's such a relief. And then I'm also excited about all the things I get to learn coming forward. I just I love to learn and discover. So Mm -hmm. it's it's about being and not, uh, you know, replicating or giving it your twist, your love, your personality and sharing that with other people, whatever that looks like. Like you said, ministry uh, at the church podcast, YouTube, you know, out on the street corner. Just be careful there because people <laughs> can, can be mean sometimes. Right.
0: I thought you're starting to go a whole other direction there for a minute. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be careful. Yeah. So. Yeah. All of that is, is so true. And, you know, uh, one thing though, as you were saying that I was going to ask you is what did it look like stepping out of your comfort zone? Like all the things you've done, it doesn't have to just be the podcast, you know, cause like you said, you went into a different focus in the industry. You've done different things, but what does that look like? What did it feel like going, you know, stepping into something that was unknown? Because I think we have to go through that discomfort, you know, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. and then I have a quote I want to share about that, um, from a pastor in a minute, but first I want to ask you, what did, that, well, what did that look
1: like? They, they say that nothing good happens inside your comfort zone. And, but so many of us, we prefer that. And I'm, I'm a, I love comfort. My comfort zone is, you know, I'm all about a big snuggly blanket and some popcorn and just hanging out there. But at the same <laughs> time, I'm that multiple personality person that loves excitement and loves new things and discovering. And, and, um, but I'm also the kind of person that I need to take, you know, put my toe in and make sure the water's okay. Usually I talk myself out of things and I've done that. As a matter of fact, I was going to start my podcast a couple of years ago, but I couldn't wrap my brain around the fact that I'm old. I couldn't accept that I'm 55. I mean, I don't remember myself being 55 or 54. <laughs> it's 54 when I started, but um, I don't remember that. You know, I, I think back when I was 15 or 18 and 55, man, that was old. And now, you know, they say, well, 50 is the new 30. And I believe that I don't yeah. feel my age. And I don't think our age now is the same as it was back 30 years ago or even 20 years ago. Um, I feel that we are very, we've aged so differently. Somebody called it pro-aging and I don't like that because I don't feel like it is. That means for aging. I'm not, I want to age. Yes, but I want to slow that down. I'm very anti-aging and I want to just do everything I can to keep myself younger and part of that is trying new things and going out of the comfort zone. Yes. That's the, that's what you got to do. If you want to stay young is you got to go outside that comfort zone just a little bit, even oh. if it's a new skincare regimen or, you know, a, an exercise routine or a habit that you add in. Yeah. It's gotta be something different. If you want something different, you have to change what you do a little. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, on, on the staying young, I think, Absolutely. It's getting out of comfort zone. It's doing new things. It's staying active, right? I mean, the people that live the longest, one of the qualities is that they're moving their bodies in some way, right? You don't have to go run mm-hmm. marathons, but you at least have to walk or garden. You have to do something. And just as an example, my mom is turning 80 this year and we had a we still have a business together, but she is a professional artist, painter, and she's selling her art, you know, through these mini galleries for you know, a lot of money, you know, they're very large paintings, but it's like, she's 80 and she's producing paintings and sculptures, you know, every day. And so it's like, she always has done art in her life, but she continues to kind of keep reinventing what she's working on, what she's doing. And, but she's very youthful for her age. You know what I'm saying? And so it's so important. And like, she doesn't plan on stopping anytime soon, you know, and nor do I think we should, if we can keep our health, right. If we can, you know, even if you can't, the point is there's things we can do. I just meant obviously the better we care for ourselves, hopefully the more we can be vibrant at any age and show up and serve people. Right. And
1: I think that's as as long as you're taking the aspect that you're trying to serve other people. And, and, and I have to admit my love language, my biggest of all five is service. So, um, you know, I, when somebody serves me, that just it makes me so grateful. And it's almost to the point where I cry. So I so because it's so emotional for me, I don't let people serve me very often. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's such a treasured thing, but it is my love language. So if if you want (laughs) to. So it's just funny. But that's why I feel like it's so valuable to serve others and come at it with a servant's heart. Yeah. Um, I just, Jesus washed the feet of the disciples to show that that is what we're here for. If Jesus can serve other people, my goodness, that's all he did on earth was
0: share and serve and save. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and so the the quote I was going to share is from uh, Pastor Carolyn Carolyn Haas of Substance Church. And she says, your comfort zone is the greatest enemy of God's miracle zone. And I loved that when I heard that on her, one of her messages last week, because I was like, hold on, you know, once again, God wants us to take a step. He wants us to step out in faith. He wants us to do something because we're being obedient. And when we do that, right, doors open, things become possible. We change lives because of him, right? Like we're able, he's able to, to make bigger things happen because we partner with Him. But we have, we do that by stepping out of our comfort zone.
1: Well, how can you have faith if you don't ever do anything that's on the other side of your comfort zone? There's no, no need for faith at that point. That's I mean, right. everything yeah. that every time, every person that Jesus healed, he made it, he made it clear that it was their faith and faith is taking is hope in something that you don't know is going to be, you know, it's having that hope. And, and if you're living in your comfort zone all the time, how on earth can you ever experience faith? It's just, it's not really possible. And man, I, I love living on faith. That is such a great,
0: powerful, rewarding feeling. So absolutely. Well, yeah. And so, and you're so right. But speaking of that, what about, um, you know, for mindset, for instance, I think, you know, one, if you want to be somebody that is thriving and growing, and especially as a Christian, you know, I think we really do need a growth mindset. In other words, we need a mindset, like you said, that we're continuously wanting to learn more about God, build that relationship, learn more about his word, but also learn in our lives because I think that's when we're thriving, right? Because if you're not thriving, it's the opposite, right? We're stagnant. And so what would you just say about how important and how mindset's been, um, like what it's looked like in your life or any thoughts you have on that?
1: So, um, I had, I mean, I grew up very poor, like we did not have hardly anything growing up, but it's my mom always had a wonderful outlook on things, and she always just always lifted me up and said, you know, you can be anything you want to be, you can do this. She was just always happy. My mom was, even though circumstances around her were not. And then my dad was kind of the opposite, and he was always just kind of negative and grumpy. And he he was helpful and and all of that. But I feel like mindset. You have to realize that you have two choices. You know, you can be bitter or you can be better. And, um, if you, I mean, every thing that you come up to in every single day, at least 10 times a day, you'll get the opportunity to make that choice. And the more choices you make in a, in a positive mindset, a more happy, uplifting, encouraging, Thinking about the other person every time you do that, it stretches those muscles and works those muscles, just like everything else. And it makes the next time makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Just the opposite. So when you retreat and you start thinking negative and you you go poor me or and that's how people get into deep depressions. Is I I talk about um, I have a podcast. Uh, an episode that I haven't quite launched yet, but it's called sad It's stress, anxiety, and depression. Mm-hmm. And the difference stress is usually an outside experience, something that's happening. And it's coming into you. That's that's pushing on you and expecting things or, you know, you can also have that on your own and you can create it yourself. But a lot of times it's an external thing. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is usually the opposite. It's inside it's in here and it's something that builds up and it's, it, 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 you know, it affects the entire body. It burns out the adrenal glands. It makes you tired all the time. And so there's so many horrible side effects to those things. But then when you have those, either of those for too long or the combination, it leads to depression. And, um, and if you just mentally get the visual of what depression is, it's where you press on something so deep that it, it leaves a mark. And, um, those two things can leave that. So the longer you go into that hole, the longer you stay in those bad times, the harder it is to get out. Whereas the more uplifting and the more, you know, encouraging and, and I, you know, in God's word that you stay or people that you surround yourself, you know, iron sharpens iron and you are who you hang out with. So the more you spend and pour in that area the easier it is to deflect and to keep Satan out of that, out of your life. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Absolutely. Like I was on a soapbox there for a minute. No, I love it. Well, and so I was listening to an interview recently with a psychologist, uh, George Mumford, and he said two things that I had written down. That I thought really good. He said, you can't be in sur- survivor mode and growth mode at the same time, right? And so, like you said, we have to pick. And then he said, uh, no matter what happens to me, I get to choose my response. I get to choose what I focus on. Once again, like you said, do you want to be bitter or do you want to be better? And we can we can hold that thought hostage and choose to have a different thought. The good news is the more you do that, the more you catch yourself before you let the thought sit there and just keep spiraling, you know, because I'm usually a pretty optimistic, positive person, but we all have our pity party moments we all have the things But I have to grab that thought and I have to say, is this serving me or is this serving the person I'm thinking about? Is this serving God? And like, when I start questioning it, I realize that it's just me having a a pity party for a minute, you know, instead of saying, I'm so glad for that person or for this thing in my life, or I'm so glad that this, not maybe that something happened, but that in that happening, I was so loved by these other people or that I do you know what I mean? And so we can shift the way we see it. We can shift the way we respond to it.
1: There's always, I mean, my mom always talked about a silver lining. Every thought has a silver lining and yeah. there's always something positive. God never gives you something without a better outcome. It, but you have to sometimes look hard for that. And you yeah. have to sometimes dig for that. I love something Joyce Meyer said. Um, she said that, uh, you know, because I've been in a lot of positions where there's a lot of competition. And I feel like what I've learned through that is that the only way that you can get through something that's competition, and I think successful athletes, and I'm not an athlete, but I think successful athletes and professional athletes, most of them know that if you don't help your fellow athlete, you'll never achieve that. And Joyce Meyer said that until you're happy for someone who has what you have, you're yeah. never going to get that. And yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, that's great. It, it sure does speed up the, because uh, we're all human. We all get a little, those horrible, God wouldn't talk about jealousy so much if he didn't know that we were prone to it. Okay. And sometimes we see that somebody else has something we want yeah. and it, and it eh, you know, well, until you can be grateful and glad for that person, you're never yeah. going to get it. Or at least you're not going to enjoy it. So I don't well, know,
0: I yeah, and even if you're not jealous, sometimes we might say like why not me yet, right? Or why not right. me? And once again, we don't always know his timing, but but he hears, you know, what's what's there and like you said there may be a reason and uh for now. And uh I w- I was just listening to something with Mark Patterson, pastor out of DC, and he he says um let Lord help me be in the same cir- circumstances as others but offer, operate in a different spirit. Right? And that's talking about that if we actually allow and we are um allowing that you know the holy spirit to be part of us within us, then we should be operating the world differently, right? And Mm -hmm. so what a gift, right? One of the fruit of spirits is that we can be different, even regardless of our circumstance, you know, and that what a promise, you know, and and we can have that if if we are um you know participating, if we have that relationship, you know, and we're welcoming the Holy Spirit into our life.
1: And we can't, you know, we are the You know, we're the branches and he is the, you know, this, I know people, he talks about the branches and the vine. I imagine it as, you know, God is the trunk and the, uh, and then Jesus is the limbs and then the, the leaves are, you know, us, we're the leaves that we can't survive apart from the tree Mm -hmm. and the branches are what we attach we attach to the branch to get to the trunk. So, I mean, we have to have that. And then, of course, Holy Spirit is the juice that flows through the tree, apparently, to mm-hmm. us. So, yeah. I don't know. I never really thought it all through. But it's just kind of a visual that I think of when, I, when I'm when i praying. And sometimes I just think I, I can't do anything. You know, a leaf that is detached is dead. Right. And a person that isn't connected to God, you know, do your math. <laughs> so, I don't want to get hating mail,
0: <laughs> Right. Well, you know, so it's interesting. So a word that I'd written down earlier, uh, and I didn't know if it would come up or not, but when you, because you gave the tree analogy, I'm going to ask. So I was also thinking that like, what in, what in your life though, have you found that going through the different things, menopause twice, um, you know, being in a very competitive work environment, starting a podcast where you've had to prune, it was a season of pruning some things from life.
1: I feel like my whole entire life has been about pruning and, yeah. and, uh, I, I, don't like it. I don't right. like it. One bit. It doesn't, feel does. good. um, yeah. And, uh, but it always has, serves this purpose and the outcome is always, you know, for the better. So it's, it's just, it is hard when that pruning happens and you can't see the fruit, Because, you know, whether that person was pruned, I mean, because sometimes God, you know, removes people from our lives for them, not just for us, but for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I could I have a family member that I truly, truly love and, and he's been addicted to drugs. And I, I spent a good part of this year connecting with him. He got clean, but he couldn't leave the, the, the hood of who he was being around so I just told him, I said, I I have to separate myself from you now, because when you are ready to do that, if I stay now and watch you do other things, then I won't have, I won't have the heart to be there for you in the future. Um, and I had to do that. And, and, but I pray for him all the time and I truly love him and he's you know he's my nephew so and he's just a, a wonderful he's got so much potential and it just breaks my heart to see that but i can see that that the separation also forces him to do things that maybe normally he would rely upon me for so mm. um but pruning is really hard when we have to move people or things from our own life
0: especially when he makes us do the pruning that's what it's really right. crazy mm. yeah absolutely yeah so, okay, what else would you might just want to share with us about you know encouraging people you know through their faith journey, but also just to be opened and to also be noticing and aware of what God's putting in front of us, right, whether it's divine timing or appointments or um you know that he's like kind of whispering to us to step into something what would you say? what encouragement would you have for people
1: okay, so this is more of a um suggestion than an um so I felt like. The beginning of this year, God spoke to me and said that because I've always, you know, tithing is a thing. You give, you know, tithing the first fruits, right? But he doesn't just want money. And not everybody has money to give him, but you've got time and you've got decisions. And Joyce Meyer said, so I wrote down at the beginning of this year in January, I wrote down um tithe, decisions, time, and money. And if people got into the habit of spending the first fruit of their day with God, it would change their life. And that is 100% a promise. You guys, I I have my hand up in the air just so you know, (laughs) if you give, you know, and maybe you can't give 10% of your day, that's like an hour and 40 minutes a day, but maybe you can't do it just in scripture, but you can do it throughout the day, but spend that first First part of your day, even if it's 15 minutes reading and praying and giving it to God. And it will just, it will change your life. And I, again, I just promise. I don't know. I am not a preacher, <laughs> but I sound like one and I'm not trying to be. I'm just telling you that changed my life.
0: So Absolutely. And, you be know, courage. I've talked about, I've talked about that before that the days that, I mean, in most days I do, you know, go and read devotional, um, you know, most of the time I do other things, prayer journal and some other things get in the word, but there's days where it doesn't all happen. Maybe just a five minute or 10 minute thing happens in the morning. I mean, I am doing stuff throughout the day, of course, but I can tell you that my disposition and how I approach my day is very different than when I don't make that time a priority like most days. Absolutely.
1: It just, it sets the pace. Um, And I'm not saying your day is going to be perfect, but I'm telling you the more you stack that habit, the more you spend time, and, and I mean, praying is more important than anything, <clears throat> but building a relationship with God, you, you, it's not just about praying as us talking, God, reading this, reading scripture, his word from his Bible, that is his communication with us. And you can't have a relationship with somebody if you're the only one talking all the time. It's both people. And so the only way to have a communication, I, I'm not going to say who it is, but I, I have another family member who's like. Well, God never talks to me. God never talks to me. I'm always asking him. I said, have you ever shut up and just, you know, read his word and listened and taken the time to let him speak to you? Because, you know, I'm like ADHD and drink caffeine. And then I just have all this energy all the time. So it, it was hard to learn how to be still and be quiet. Yeah. It's not my, it's not my uh, personality. Right. So,
0: uh, but it's worth it. Listening. Yeah. I really like that. And I've, uh, you know, I've had conversations with other people where they say, if you, you know, once you reach, uh, you know, scripture, like you said, pause, take a couple minutes and write down what's coming to you, what he's trying to tell you through the scripture or just that's coming to you at that time. And then ask him, you know, just tell me, show me in this day, like, what are you trying to show me? What is, should I be noticing? And it's like, Sometimes, like you said, it's not verbal, like, oh, hey, or I got this thought and I'm sure it's from God. I mean, there are signs, there are indications, there's something that when you read that scripture, you know, several times or that something's coming to you, right? It's like notice it or write it down because you can go back and look at that later, you know, and say, oh, I think he, now it's sort of connecting for me, right? And so sometimes I think we expect that it's going to be so obvious and clear, but sometimes it's a lot quieter than that, you know. Until we have got, gotten more attuned to it, I think.
1: Absolutely, and you just—if um, you just ask and you seek and you knock, it's—it's it's there. And we just—we forget that. We just get busy. We think it's all on us. We think the weight is. You know, I admitted I was a helicopter mom, and when I was in menopause, when I was 30, I didn't, I was in I didn't know what was happening. I thought I was going crazy. I was seeing a professional counselor. I was, you know, losing my temper. I was angry. I was gritting my teeth all the time. And, you know, I had saliva coming out of my mouth. Like I was a rabbit dog. Yeah. And I, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I was drenched from head to toe and I thought I'd wet the bed. Yeah. And I, I was like, wait, you know, I had to think through it. Okay. Obviously I didn't get my hair wet. So it, it was humbling for me to ask people, what's this mean? What happened? What could this be? And the doctor wasn't giving me that because that wasn't, you know, well, you're in menopause. I'm 30. Okay. Right. Um, it took me seeking and praying about it, but I had to pray a lot. And he just put the right people in my life. And now I have, you know, a message. My mess is a message. So that's what the yeah. goal is. Take those messes and clean them up.
0: Oh, I love it. And, you know, it's really important what you just said, because I've done many uh, interviews with people. And one of the ones I did, I think about a month ago, was with um, a friend, a woman of mine that wrote a book, and it's called No Longer a Yes Girl. But the point is that she went from a mental health struggle and some pretty serious things to finding restorative mental health. And yes, of course, God was in it. But there was a season where she just tried to pray, but she never asked another person for help so for, she went she struggled for years but when she finally she thought she was alone in her pain and her struggles and her feelings but when she finally asked for help when she finally got a a counselor that sort of aligned and everything she finally got the tools and the resources she needed to go on that journey of healing and understanding and redemption and so of course god was in her story but it was like she thought just praying would do it and it's like she needed she needed to speak that she needed to ask for help and you know, now she shares that with other women, you know, she was a people pleaser, perfectionist tendencies, all the things that so many of us have can attest to, right? At least part of it. And so I think that's really important to just remind people, don't, we can all feel embarrassed or feel like, oh, nobody would understand or, but you know what, when we actually share it with somebody we trust and we ask for help, or we say, we don't know what's going on, but we're like we're struggling with something. So much relief comes from that. And like you said, the, the right people or the doors or the right solutions start to unfold themselves. But we have to be willing to, you know, be open and honest about it, be vulnerable.
1: And if you really think about, I mean, what's the first thing that you have to do to be saved? You have to confess. Right. And what does God tell us? He, he doesn't want us to sit, hold up in our house all the time by ourselves, just praying and reading. Bible. he wants us to share in fellowship. Yeah. And. You know, he tells us these things not because he needs them. He tells it because we need them. That's right. We we confess to humble ourselves, but also to to help others. You know, to let yeah. them know that you're not alone. We feel this way. Just like when I said the jealousy thing, it's like I, I, I'm not proud of it. Gosh, I'm I'm horrible. I feel guilty when I even think about it. Sometimes how I've been jealous of certain people and what they've attained, thinking I've worked so hard and I haven't received this. Or and when you stop. And you really think about that, you know, at the timing, it's going to happen in God's timing, not my timing. So why would I be upset with anybody? And I'm happy that they receive that. And then sometimes you, you, unfortunately, I mean, this is not a pleasant thing, but sometimes you see where people got things too quickly. I mean, I think of a lot of celebrities that, you know, reached, you know, celebrityhood or whatever you call it, Mm -hmm. and they weren't prepared for it. So they crashed. They yes. use drugs. They commit suicide. And you see that in the workforce. You even see it in, in scripture and in, in preaching. You see it in every single business. You see where people worked so hard to get what they wanted so hard and they were doing it without God or other people mm-hmm. and they crashed and it wasn't pretty. So it's why would you want to do it on your own?
0: Yeah. Well, and on that point, I honestly, sometimes I have to remind myself that like you said, if God made something we're doing too big, too quick, we would think that a lot of that was on our own doing. And we wouldn't think that we needed God in the doing. And so I, I remind myself of that regularly. I often say that it's my job to be faithful and show up and doing the podcast, but it's not my job to, to say this is the right number of people or the right number of downloads. Like I can be faithful in taking, working, right? Doing the, the work. But it's really not my business if it's, you know, 500 people or 50 million, right? Like the number doesn't matter so much because I'm showing up and doing what was asked of me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if it came too quick, I think that we would forget that we need him more, right? Like, I so I, I absolutely, it's about time. Well, that would about When we're ready for them.
1: And pride. And that would absolutely. give us pride if we got instant success because, you know, that's, and we don't want that because pride comes before the fall. And we are, we're just, we're all, just a mess that's why you know jesus had to die (laughs) but it's because we're a mess and we will always be that way it's about just you know letting us all be a mess together and trying to be the best help each other as much as we can i just i just love that you know your questions that you ask they're just it's so good and they just they just hit for me i just love the the feeling that i'm getting from what we're talking about, I just, it's out there. People need to hear things like this so they can realize that they're not alone. And when you talked about podcasting, you know, I just, I've never felt more peace. Has it been easy? No. I mean, it's, if it's not one obstacle, it's another for, for just certain things, nothing big, but, but I've never, this podcasting thing has given me so much peace. I just, I feel so peaceful doing it. It's fabulous. I just
0: love it. So I, I feel like I know that this is God telling me this is where he wants me to go. I love it. Oh, my gosh. What a great conversation today. Yeah, I hope we gave people some uh, food for thought and just hopefully encourage them in their lives and uh, in their uh, faith journey. So can you share with us, Pamela, how can people connect with you online and learn more about your podcast?
1: Um, okay, so I have Hot Flash Mama podcast, and it it's everywhere. It's just, you know, any any type of podcasting, Spotify getting ready to, to launch into YouTube, doing a YouTube channel. I have one, but it's just, it's just audio, not visual. And now the visual part is coming very quickly in the next couple of weeks. I am, you can find me, email me. If anybody wants to email me at the hot flash mama at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. You can join my group and all I do is post a lot of memes really. And a little help and answer questions if people have them.
0: I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, sharing very openly and honestly about your faith and about your journey and about starting new things and just being willing to go out of your comfort zone and show up for other people. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening to the show. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you could take a minute to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps our show get discovered by more people. And if you'd like to be encouraged in your faith, and in your life, go on to kristenfitch.com and sign up to get my newsletter. I have lots of freebies and lots of inspiration, encouragement that'll be coming your way. And I would love it if you joined part of our community.